0: we're going to be in isaiah chapter 42 this morning we've got a couple verses that we're going to be going through but i'm going to just read with you this morning verses six and seven to begin with isaiah chapter 42 verses six and seven i'll be reading out of the new international version invite you to follow along with the word of god in front of you this morning I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light to the Gentiles, to open the eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we are just overwhelmed by your love and your grace and your mercy in our lives. We thank you for your word. Lord, we give over to you our very lives to be changed and transformed through your love and through your power into what you have called us, your people, to be. We love you and praise you this day. In the name of Christ we pray, amen, amen. Now maybe we know why we're supposed to hear that this morning, right? It is good, he puts those pieces together. I have not done one of these in a while, but I do have a top ten list to start us off this morning with. A top ten list. Now, hopefully this will bring a smile to your face in some way or another, but this is the top ten polarizing candies that we eat. The top 10 polarizing candies. So we're not talking about Snickers, okay? We're not talking about 100-gram bar, right? We're not talking about M&Ms, okay? This has got to be, these are the ones that some people are going to say, yeah. And some are going to say, are you kidding me? This is not even barely candy, right? 10, Raisinets. Oh. See, I got, we got we heard some groans here. We, I even saw some thumbs down. I saw some other things. Now, I, this is one of those candies, right, for me. I'm, I just never, I don't think I've ever probably picked up a bag of Raisinets and put them on the counter to buy, right? You just don't do that. But, you know, I've never eaten one that I didn't like. And I've eaten many other people. They're pretty good. I think it's just we don't associate raisins with candy, right? There's just something, there's a disconnect there. But that's one that you you just, a lot of people don't like. I got a lot of groans on that one. Now, I suspect I'll probably get the same. Number nine is black licorice. Oh, man. Now, who likes, but who likes it? There are people, there are people that actually like this. Okay, now I'll eat it because it's candy, right? I'll eat it because if it's the last jelly beans in the bag, I'm I might not eat them first, but I'm still going to eat them. Okay, uh, you know, I'm a candy. I love candy. I just can't. I always got to have some. I'm always doing that to stay awake or working on things or watching TV or you know just sitting in a chair. I don't need a whole lot of reasons to eat some candy, right? Number eight this is one of the ones I really, sour patch kids. Oh, see, a lot of people, love, but if you don't like, you're not, you know, the warheads could be on here too. Anybody like warheads? Those are pretty extreme, okay? These are the things that a lot of people like, don't like. Number seven, is, it's a little controversial, because some people that really love them, and there's a lot of nostalgia with them, but, but I rarely feel see people that say, well, I just love eating these. Number seven is peeps. Oh, See, I'm getting mixed. These are, these are all opposite ends the peeps, They're okay, you know I don't need to eat sand with my candy personally But it's just kind of what they're coated in I don't know But marshmallows aren't bad either So, number six This, this was, maybe not, maybe shouldn't be on the list Because a lot of people We see a lot of other holidays with this We already heard peeps, when you think of Easter? What do you think of when you think of Halloween? Candy corn, okay Who are my candy corn people? Now, who thinks candy corn should just never exist in the history? It just should never be there. Okay, these are polarizing candies. We feel very strongly. We, the, ha- Halloween would not be the same without candy corn, right? What would we decorate in if we didn't have candy corn, right? So the number, number five is a little more personal for me because some people probably never even heard of these. I don't know. I've heard a lot of people complain. M&Ms are okay, right? I know we have a lot of M&M fans and now, if you're talking the Peter Warner ones, those are fantastic. Those are the, you tried those. But if you think about just regular M&Ms, they're okay. But there's another brand that I think is better. And they're round. Sixlets. Now, who's heard of Sixlets? Now, see, I say a lot of who Now, who likes Sixlets better than M&M? Because I want to I know you. You are some good people. <laughs> okay? They're, 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 they're a little soft. They're, they're good. Okay? But they're, again, people don't like them or they like them. Number four This may be a little bit of an age gap Not everybody remembers them and knows them But you normally like them at a certain age And stop like Pop rocks Okay you got those. Now, now who over the age Don't you don't have to raise your hand Who over the age of 20 still eats pop rocks on a regular basis Okay I got one that's good Okay That says something about you And I like it It's good It's good. We need to stay young Okay, but Pop Rocks are a little controversial. Like I said, they're kind of a generational gap. Now I'm gonna get a little. This one's this is a little more. Who likes the plastic strawberry flavored plastic known as Twizzlers? (laughs) Okay, now I say that I love Twizzlers. I eat it all. That's one I will put in my cart. I will buy no problem. But really, it is pretty much just strawberry flavored plastic, right? And if we get down to it, but now who really just does not like Twizzlers? Okay, we got a couple of those. Okay, we're getting a little closer now. We got two left. Number two is almond joy. <laughs> now, we've got people that love almond joy, and then we have the people that have taste in are right, okay? <laughs> there is nothing worse than an almond joy. Man, I don't, uh, I have never taken more than one bite of an almond joy, and uh, this is a little goes. I don't know that I've ever swallowed a single bite of an almond joy. There's just something about. I'm just not a coconut guy. I know that's really the key, that. But that's another polarizing thing. Now the last one. Now you may or may not be thinking. You probably aren't. Does anybody want to take a guess of what the last one is? Because I don't think you will get it. Huh? No. No. Nope. No, that'd be good. Nope. The last one. I feel like I've never had a Fresh one of these Now I think they just make them that way They always feel old They always feel like the wrapper is Stuck completely and totally To them Feels like the, whatever liquid's in there Because there's not much is, is seeped into the packaging Okay There's a the little squares And they're called Now and laters Ugh oh now and later this, these have the worst rapping ever now now, really I'll just be honest I became a pastor so I could come up here have a captive audience to rant about the things that, that I don't like and now, now that's not true unfortunately I think there are some that like to just stand up and rant but now and later the rapping of that there's just something has anybody ever actually been able to get the whole wrapper off of one of those they are the hardest things right They just start out so hard. And I was reading, I actually read a little bit about them. It's like some people, they think that they're supposed to be that way. That you're supposed to like suck on them for a little while, and then they soften. And then they, that's just not, that doesn't make any sense, right? These are the worst candies, in my opinion, but they're polarizing. there's still some people, they've been around forever. So somebody must be buying them. I don't know why. Somebody must be buying them, and they must be, to still be around. If they were just terrible, nobody buying them, they wouldn't be here okay now all that to say that was a long way to say when you think about these things right what do you do you smile right we go back to a time when we were normally younger or just maybe anytime we eat candy right and we, this is a good feeling right now, we, when we eat candy, we're in this happiness feeling that's kind of a, a, a point in time and, and just makes us, we feel good in that moment. But when we think about these things, it brings about family, it brings about childhood, it brings about holidays, it brings about thoughts of, of celebrating different things. And then when we get this smile on our face, it's not about the candy. It really is about the joy of the memories that come with them. Does that make sense? Are you with me there? We have this fleeting moment of happiness and we have and we've talked and we've preached the difference of happiness and the difference of joy. And joy is something more deep-seated within us. It is a part of us that we come and we get from the God, we get from Him that He provides even in this broken world a, a sustained feeling of contentment, of smile, that it is a part of happiness has a part in there. But if we are to be the people of God, people need to see our joy. That we can draw upon not just the candy thoughts in our minds, but we think about our times together. We think about many in these coming weeks are going to be gathering with families, right? They're going to be going home, they're going to be doing Christmassy things, and they're going to have a good time. And you think about, I want to go back there, why? Because I remember when we were growing up, you know, people that have their children coming back and their grandchildren coming back. That's what they remember That closeness And that makes us feel Not just good But there's something fulfilling In that That we're trying to cling to Trying to bring back those things Now we obviously live What? We live in a broken world And even though these holy days We have trouble We know that we have lost We know that sometimes these just bring back the memories You know I can think you know to going to my family this weekend, and every year it's great, we enjoy it, but there are people missing, you know? I I think of of my mother missing. Anybody else, you don't have to raise your hand. We have those people in our lives that that it's different. And if we were just people of this world, those are hard. That the brokenness of the world can overcome our joy can rob us of those memories, that we need to have an understanding. And I believe God gives us that, that those things, that, that joy that was in us can overcome these troubles because we have them. We have sickness, right? We can check that box. We have many that are sick right now that we're prayed for, that we're praying for, that are going to be that are in the hospital, that are coming out of the hospital, that are going through uh, treatments, all these things. We have lost. We've talked about that. We can put a checkbox on that. We know that there's hurt, we know that there's oppression. We know that there's abuse in this world, right? Not making any not, not, that's not a newsflash to anybody. We can put that check, checkbox in there. We know that selfishness abounds in this world, right? We can put that check checkbox. I tell you selfishness destroys joy. It changes attitudes, it changes relationships. Selfishness destroys joy. But we have a God, Emmanuel came to be with us out of the least selfish act. The most selfless act came to give up all that he had to be with us to bring joy, to make a change, to bring hope, to bring fulfillment, to bring promise. He brings these things to us and we highlight and we celebrate that joy today. See, among the candy corn of life, see what I did there. Among the candy corn of life, we experience so many good things that we're able to think back. We're able to smile. We're able to mourn those that we have lost, but have a greater joy for the time that we have spent with them. We talk many times that we would not give up that time together, not to go through that hurt. We would not give up those memories to not have that hurt. Because it's deeper than happiness. Mere happiness if it's flooded within us and becomes a part of us because of the knowledge that we have of all that Christ has done and all that he will do. He has come to fulfill, but he has still fulfillment before him and before us that will bring about an ultimate joy in our lives. I said ultimate joy, not almond joy. Okay? Ultimate joy. Just making sure you caught that. Uh, He is that one that is sustaining for us. And we can experience, because of who he is, his joy now, not just later. Amen? Let us read chapter 42, verse 1. Got a little bit of reading here. Here is my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen one, in whom I Delight! I will put my spirit on him, and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. He comes with a purpose. He will not stop. He will not fail. And he will not finalize his fulfillment until there is justice for all oppression. That there is justice for all abuse. In his teaching, the islands will put their hope. This is what the God, the Lord, says. The creator of the heavens, who stretches them out, who spreads out the earth with all that springs from it, who gives breath, to its people and life to those who walk on it i the lord have called you in righteousness i will take hold of your hand i will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the gentiles i want us to stop there for a second a light to the Gentiles. This is context. This is the one part we really don't know. We can have all the speculation we want. Because, right, this is Isaiah. He has been given this word from God. He is, he is one of the great prophets that he's been given this. That he is speaking not from his own knowledge, but from God's wisdom. And he is speaking out of his obedience. And we really, when we read this passage, who do we think of? Come on, church. Thank you. Well, I'm going to try that one again. When we read this passage, who do we think of? There we go. That's much better. When we think of this, we do. We see so clearly. But those that were hearing this word, they had no knowledge of that. They had not experienced. They had not read the New Testament. They didn't have any of this. They've been wandering. They've been sent off into exile. They've been bringing back the, the, these things. That, that, that Isaiah. I don't even think this is either. I think we don't know. I don't think that Isaiah fully understood what he was saying. I don't think he knew. He knew that there was a Messiah coming. He knew that he was prophesying about this, but he didn't know Jesus. Like even every one of us is able to. Do you understand the privilege? Do you understand the blessing that we have to know, to be able to have an unbelievable, clear relationship with the Lord and Savior of this world? Man, What a a blessing that we have. If nothing else is gained today, know and have joy that you are able to know on a personal level our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the God incarnate, that God came here to dwell among us that we may come to know Him even better than Isaiah, the great prophet. I, the Lord, have called you into righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles. We've sang a lot about it. We're going to sing again. There is this light. One of the commentators on this, and really some other stories, just as a simple little illustration. Okay, but it was helpful. And it's I think, describes a little bit how we see the church, how we see a lot of things. See, when we, if we think that the church is, is this little building, right? And, and we put these people in here, and, and we, it's wintertime, it's Christmas time, so let's say it was even colder outside, and we know there's people out there, right? And we, we heat this place up, right? Some people, everybody's a little bit, could be colder, could be... Could be warmer right But we're, we're pretty comfortable here it, 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 It's a good thing right We don't have to be standing outside in the cold right So we think about this And we know that there are people on the outside Right But we think about the gospel We think about other things that This is something that we only invite people into Because guess what We can't just open the doors If we just open the doors To the church on the coldest day And said you know what We're going to allow the warmth that is in here To go out and penetrate And heat everything out there up How's that going to work out not very good, right? But that's how we see it, because we say, come on in. And of course, it's good to invite people to church. Please do that. Continue to do that. That's a good thing. But if we invite people in and say, you know what? This God's resources are limited. He's only got so much warmth. He's only got so much heat. We've got to pull people in here and bring them to us. They've got to come to us. We miss the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He uses time and time and time again this illustration of light that he is the light of the world now see if we've got darkness out there and we have light here and that we when we open the doors and light spills out and we cut holes in the wall and we go out and we become the light ourselves and go out we illuminate just as christ illuminated we go out and that is a resource that we don't lose anything by right There's so much light here that it will spill out, that we don't need to shut it in. We don't need to hold it back. We just need to allow it to go out and to penetrate the hearts and the lives of people that have never experienced it nor never received it. But we are also the light of the world with Jesus Christ. We don't have to invite it. We can let it spill out a little bit. We can allow the people out there to see the joy that He has given each of us. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not yield my glory to another. See, He knows if He goes out, this world's not going to overcome that light. He has control over that. They will not overcome who He is. I will not yield my glory to another or praise my praise to idols. Go back to verse 7. I appreciate the Elliot song. It's one of the reasons that just uh, we saw it earlier in our songs of God putting these things together. I will keep you and make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles. Why? Why? To open the eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. I don't want to be too harsh here. I love our church, it's great. are there still people out in our lives that are in the dungeons of darkness? If the answer is yes, we still have work to do. We have work in this place that yes, we look forward to what God has for us later. But there is work to do with the light that God has given us in the now. Our joy may mean the difference in someone else's life Of receiving or not receiving the gospel of Jesus Christ. Receiving or not receiving the forgiveness and the salvation that his death and resurrection provided. That he came as a baby to be born here for a purpose. And that purpose was us and others. That that is who he is to his very nature is giving is selfless, not selfish. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not yield my glory to another or praise to idols. Neither should we. Our praise should be reserved for our Creator. Our praise should be reserved for the one that has done these things, has provided these promises, has given us the joy that we have. See, the former things have taken place and new things I declare before they spring into being I announce them to you. Sing, a, sing to the Lord a new song. His praise from the ends of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all that is in it, you islands and all who live in them, let the wilderness He was still speaking to these that were in exile, that were coming out of exile. He was still speaking in the context. He had no idea fully what was in front of him, fully what his words, the weight of the words that God had given him. He understood in part, but boy, even he didn't understand the later. Even he didn't understand the power of the now to bring about the later let the wilderness and its towns raise their voices let the settlements where Kadara lives rejoice let the people of Salah sing for joy let them what shout from the mountaintops are you shouting from the mountaintops or are you just singing in your car if that was a little convicting maybe it should be i think i, I fall into those same traps there's days I do well, and there's days that I don't. There's days that I just I just want the joy all to myself and I just want to be contained and I just want to shout. I do want to shout, but I don't want anybody else to hear it. I don't want to look foolish. I don't want to, but man, when you say get on the mountaintops and you make a shout, that is being heard by all those that may be brothers and sisters, but it's going to be heard by those that think you're crazy. And you know what we're called to do? Shout it anyway. To show our joy, to show our appreciation, to show our praise, we are to shout it. Let them give glory to the Lord and proclaim His praise in the islands. The Lord will march out like a champion. I didn't know he was a Notre Dame fan. (laughs) I'm not sure he is. Never mind. The Lord will march out like a champion. Like a warrior, He will stir up His zeal. Are you the zeal of Christ today? Are you being willing to be stirred up by Him? Because guess what? Where else is He stirring up His zeal if it's not in His people? If you are not excited and on fire and looking forward to being able to shout praise and joy and to be able to share that, then we are not His zeal. Zeal's a big word. Zeal is not apathy. Too often we are apathetic. Yeah, if people come or not, we don't care. If, they, if I invite them or not, it's okay. I'm going to be here. You know what? His zeal has a heart for people that don't know him to go out. Every one of us is a reflection. Every one of us is a result of the zeal that he had for us. And he asks us to be able to be used to become his zeal with a shout he will raise the battle cry and will triumph over his enemies there is promise we know again who will triumph who is victorious christ is the victorious one for a long time i have kept silent i've been quiet and held myself back see god knows when to speak Because he is God. He knows the perfect timing. These things are by no chance that when he comes as a child, it is the perfect time. When he died, it was the perfect time. When he rose again, it was the perfect time. When he comes back, it will be the perfect time. We need not worry about those things. We're not going to make him come back a moment earlier or a moment later. We are called to be zealous in the time that we have so that we may go out and share with those that need to be illuminated by the light of Christ. But now, like a woman in the childbirth, I cry out, I gasp and pan. I will lay waste the mountains and hills and dry up. All their vegetation, I will turn rivers into islands and will dry up the pools. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known, along unfamiliar paths. I will guide them. He will have judgment for those that have worked against him and are not having repentant hearts. He will judge fairly. We do not need to. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known, along unfamiliar paths. I will guide them. And here's highlight one of these. If you're a highlighter, this is a good one. I will turn the darkness into light before them. If you think about this, this shows the importance that his light does not come to those that already have it. The purpose of light is to get to the places that don't have it. His light, the purpose for his light is to get into the darkness and overcome it. That is the victory in. I will make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. And then we see this language later. I will not forsake them. Man, that is not a vengeful wrathful God. That is a loving God full of grace, full of mercy, full of forgiveness. That even throughout these times where these Israelites have messed up time and time and time and time again, He has brought them, He has allowed them to go into it. Exile, but he brings them back. He brings them back into home. But those who trust in idols will say to images, You are our gods, will turn back in utter shame. There is judgment. There is a time when we will no longer be able. So often we're thinking there'll be a time where we're no longer able to accept him, right? That's not the heart of Christ. You may wonder, what are you talking about? No, there may be a time when others will no longer be able to accept Him. If you claim to have the heart for Christ, just as He came and entered into our world, we will go and enter into theirs. We will become the light, and we will go because there will no longer be a time we need to have a heart and a mind of Christ Jesus. John 15, we've read many times, is the vine and, and uh, branches passage. But later in that passage, it goes well with this. And, and I think we see some shadows of those things. But it says, I've told you this so that my joy may be in you. And that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. Who doesn't like to read the second part of that? We love to read the first part, right? And it's not a response. It's not, you have to do this to get this. No, I give you this that you may follow. I give you this. I freely give you this out of the death of myself so that you may have this. But when you do, if you say you praise me, if you say you glorify me, if you say you follow me, then follow me and do what I have done. And to love others as I have loved you. Because guess what? He laid down his life. And you are his friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants. Now if you think about Isaiah 42. That is the language that he uses. And it was from Isaiah to go in and to to see the Israelites as those servants of God and not serving other things. And see, there were times where there were kings there, that they were kings and they were on a pedestal, but really they weren't because they just served other gods and they just served other kingdoms. But he says, no, you will serve me, but if you serve me, if you give your allegiance to me, I will not make you a subject. I will make you an heir. I will make you a son and daughter. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that, so that you may go. Anybody want to know the next line? And bear fruit. Fruit that will last. Fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love one another. This is a wonderful time of year to remind ourselves to love one another because we were loved first by him, to appreciate, to give him praise, to give him glory, to have his joy. My goodness, I know it sounds repetitive. Every pastor has said it a thousand times, right? Your pastor has said it a thousand times. Who in this world would want what you have if you don't look like you have joy? Okay, that's simple. That's not, I didn't come up with that, okay? <laughs> but it's true. How we interact with the world is part of our witness. It is an important, central part of our witness to have continue in our joy to be made complete in our joy that his promise and I tell you if all you have to do is think about it if we if he gives us joy now in this imagine the joy that you will have later with him if we understand now that even in our loss, even in our hurting, even in our oppression, all these things that we may serve Him and have a joy that the world may see and come to know, I cannot wait for His promise to be fulfilled, to live with Him without sickness, without loss, without hurt, with no more tears. That is something that I, every time that you really sit down and think about it, you're able to get that back, to have that moment. Well, you know what? do remember that he has brought me through i do remember that he walked with me i do remember that he lifted me up in his hand i do remember that he comforted me i do remember that he is my joy and guess what he will think about being in that moment of joy even that small moment that we had at the beginning of service where we're just laughing and joking about candy. Did you not, were you thinking about other things? No, you just kind of remembered and smiled and you're brought into, this is fun. Man, it's more than fun. Imagine that multiplied forever in his presence, the joy of singing, of worshiping together with one another, our risen Savior. But to bring the fruit, it has to be shared. We can't just invite people into the warmth, which is here. That's a good thing. But we must take the light of the world into the world. Amen. He is our Savior and friend. Come to know Him. If it's the first time where you've accepted Him, where you know that you need a Savior, where you repent and actually have a change in heart, that you no longer want what you want, but you want what He he wants, and that you're able to have your whole attitude, your whole mindset changed into His, that's great, but come back continually to that thought. Come back continually to allow Him to mold you. Come back continually that now can be throughout time, until His coming, and it will be later. He is the fulfillment of this prophecy. Right? But, But there's a now and later here too. He fulfilled this when He came, but there's more to come. His fulfillment is not yet complete. But I praise God that I participate will be with him will be a part of that but I want to check my heart that I'm doing the things that he has called in the now and not just looking forward to the later I pray I'm f- so thankful for the later but let us know that there's still work in the now amen let us pray dear Heavenly father lord we love you so much today lord we find joy in you We find joy and glimpses of you in this place, in our family, in the small things, Lord. We thank you so much for what you have brought us through, Lord. You are our Savior. You are the one that became a servant for us. You are the light that has given us light. That you have Allow us, Lord, to participate by making us your zeal, making us your light to bring into this place. Let us do it not out of obligation, but out of the pure joy that we have received in your spirit. Let us not try to do it on our own. Let us remember that you have not forsaken us. Let us not forget that you have called us to love one another as you have loved us. And let's remember, Lord, in all things, to give you praise and to give you honor and to give you glory for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you will do, the now and the later. It is in your wonderful heavenly name we pray. Amen. Happy that you've chosen to listen to our sermon today on the platform of your choice. We at Corey Community Church of the Nazarene continue to honor our calling to be kingdom people. We rely upon the gift of the fellowship and community to equip each other to fulfill our mission of reflecting the love of Christ to all those that God has placed within our lives. We welcome you to join us on Sundays at 10:30 AM in Cory, Indiana, just south of State Road 46. God bless.